This is a Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. My name's Rakesh, and together with Anthony, we scour the net to find worthy financial news and derive insights for all you coconuts. We are part-time investors with an intense full-time career. If we can do it, you can too. So join us every Wednesday for TFC's Weekly Market Updates. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Coconuts. Welcome to another weekly episode where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, uh, three stories, huh? as usual. I think I should stop saying that, to be honest. You always know it's three stories. We're going to kick things off with TSMC earnings. We have been bringing up chips over the last couple of weeks. Microchips, semiconductors, sorry. And we're going to talk about TSMC's earnings. Even though they may have done well, they really released mixed report. We then focus a little bit on China in terms of macro news and something called golden shares in Tencent and Alibaba. Want to find out more? Listen to the episode. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to TFC's weekly market updates with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. And just before Chinese New Year. <laughs> yes. Hey, are we actually going to do an episode next week? Uh? Uh, not, not my call. Mm. Uh. Mm. I think we should, should given we? that you know. I think Wednesday everybody's back at work. You know, <laughs> then they might need some some hot hot to listen to. Dude, on on the way to work, right? It's like yeah, on the way to work. Yeah, <laughs> can hot a little bit. You know the use. <laughs> can, can as long as I'm not the one doing the like back end editing. You know, I think I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's speak to our guys about it. Hopefully, they'll be all right. If um, if they are, we'll definitely record through. Yeah, if, if not, um, then one, one week a year off is okay. <laughs> okay, two weeks, two weeks. We give you deeper value also. <laughs> wow, wow. So much love. <laughs> Equality, you know. <laughs> Got you. Hey, hey, coconuts. All right. So, for this week, we have a couple of stories coming through. China focused. Uh, yeah, well, kind of. Taiwan also lah. Taiwan's uh, about Donna. Um, Donna. Taiwan has China in his name. <laughs> Donna. Okay, okay. So yeah, first we're going to talk about TSMC. They've just had a earnings call. We talked about them a couple of weeks ago uh, when they opened up the, when they opened up a plant. But we want to talk a bit more about the earnings call now and the outward or forecast in 2023 we then want to bring up china right we're going to touch on golden shares in alibaba and tencent and last but not least a little bit on the macro news um well anthony besides the uh, chinese coming to singapore to do all the jabs for covid19 it'll be nice to to hear a little bit of macro news hopefully some positive things coming through they buy our milk powder they you know take our jabs (laughs) Well, they, okay, they don't really take our jobs. Uh, no, they, 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 they take our property no. that I cannot afford anyway, yes, but that's do. not the point. Yeah. They take our property. <laughs> no, they take our property so, and then because of that, they cannot afford because they can always pay more. 
No, I mean, you look at the guys like buying out entire condos or buying like, you know, five, ten houses at once. Right? That, that's insane. No, no way we can afford that. Um, the, the market go back to 2020, 2021 also cannot afford. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's jump into our first story. TSMC earnings. Yeah. So, well, we, oh, what, they, they released TSMC a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, we covered yeah two weeks ago la. and then I think one more time uh in in the quarter la. yeah and I think Mac, Max um, and Willie also released a new video about it um today but, yeah. <laughs> shit man <laughs> I mean, it, this wasn't it is in the news it wasn't but we do need some positive news so I'm assuming that this is the best news that we can find <laughs> nah, they US also go go close on Monday I I don't got no news like when we do like, our last minute research for the show it's like hey, no news on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, but but TSMC, I mean, we spoke about them last week. They released their November numbers. They released their December numbers a few weeks ago, and uh, I mean, as expected, right? Seventy eight percent forecast beat in in fourth yep. quarter profit. That's insane, right? Um, yes. Obviously, we saw a rise from the first announcement in November when they opened the plant all the way through. When you look at the at the pricing, and it's been rising since the the earnings call. However, what they tried to do here was to really manage expectations. <laughs> At least that's what I felt <laughs> from the earnings call, right? Um, they said that, hey, you know what? We were uh, if effectively as, as interest rates increased, as we saw all of these macro trends and everyone, you know, struggling and, and so on and so forth, they were quite immune to it, mainly mm-hmm. because of the demand that was coming through from Apple, from AMD, from Qualcomm, from NVIDIA, right? These are the people they actually manufacture for. However, they do assume that there is a cycle coming through that is going to yep. bottom in the first half of Q1 mm. um, in 2023. So I think, sorry, first H1. So H1 2023, they expect yep. some sort of a dip in terms of, of supply. And Anthony, I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago with regards to the you know semiconductor Yeah, we, we, market, we talked about, right? I think we, we talked about um, TSMC three, four weeks back. Then we talked about Samsung last week. Samsung, ah, we forgot, we that's forgot. right. And then, <laughs> yes. and then Micron, right? Was the other one we, we spoke yeah, about. Yeah, Micron was the other one. Um, I, I think, you know, they, they, and you kind of see the difference now, right? Like, you know, Samsung, they, they were hit really hard because they do a lot more memory. I mean, they have like um, 5NM nodes and, and 7NM nodes and all that, but they do a lot more memory. That's, that's the bulk of their business. And, and that's been a lot of where the glut is. Right, which is why mm. you know, as a foundry, they just go, "Oh shit, I, I, I just can't sell." You know, whereas TSMC has a bit more market share in in the higher end. Um, you know, three, well, three NM is ramping up, but like five NM, seven NM, you know, that that's the bulk of it, and that's where they have most of their market share. So you know, they they it has been going gangbusters, but uh, you know, they they are forecasting a slowdown, and I think that the slowdown is right, like, You know, a- Apple isn't looking to sell. Oh, Apple's is forecasting that they can't sell as many phones as they yes. thought they could, right? First half this year. Um we, we have talked mm. about AMD and NVIDIA's like, you know, kind of cheap glut as well, where, where they had too much inventory. They, you know, so you know, TSMC has kind of held on for a bit because they, they had contracted capacity. So so they were producing and, and that's come true in their revenues. But you know, mm. as, as all these as all their customers have a glut, they they just kind of have to you know slow down production for a bit. Lah. So, so that all makes sense. You know, I think it, it all lines up quite nicely. Yeah. Everybody's singing from the same hymn sheet, at least. Yeah. 
uh, and hopefully they didn't plan it, lah, right? So yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's that's absolutely right, right? Even though we we saw some amazing numbers from from TSMC, I'm sure yep. even they were like, "Whoa, this is pretty amazing, right?" Let's tell the world about it first before our earnings call. Markets forward looking, um, right? <laughs> so yeah, the, this is the past, right? It's irrelevant. <laughs> True. Um, but you know the other question that I have here, right? Is 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 it a goodbye now? Right? We've seen. I think the heights was at seven hundred. Um, seven hundred. Now it's. I think it was seven. Wrong, wrong company. Yeah, it's eighty bucks though. How, how do you get to seven hundred? I'm, I'm talking about Taiwan dollars. Sorry. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> say. <laughs> yes, I'm like, hey, my eighty bucks go to seven seven hundred. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll take 400. I don't even need seven. <laughs> right, right. Okay, very funny. All right, let me take a look at it now. Yeah, so it was, it was at $700 Taiwan dollar. Yeah. I mean, 145 Okay, I was just going to change it yeah, to USD. Yeah, 145 um, USD. Um, and now it's 86 Yeah, 86 mm. pre-market today, 17 Jan. Yeah. So roughly, what, 80%, 90% there yeah, to go back to that heights, right? Yeah. The question here is: Do you do you see good management? Do you see good planning in twenty twenty three? Do we believe in in TSMC in in growing that revenue? Uh, I mean, you know, for more in depth you know, news, listen to Max and Willie, right? <laughs> 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 hey, bro, I, I'm helping them plug, right? But um, yes. I mean, in, in a sense, yes, right? I mean, they are. I mean, we we bang on about this quite a bit, but they they are the, the market leaders in terms of their technological output. Right, mm. they are obviously building more and more factories for a reason because they they see because they are getting contracted capacity. Right, they they know that they will be able to sell, or they have people committed to buy the chips that they they produce. You know, three four years down the line when they build up the fact, the new foundry. So you know, I, I think it, so. In that sense, it's it's stable. It's not going to die, right? Whether it's a fair valuation, I think. Really depends. Um, I, I, I was quite. I thought it was quite interesting that oh, they say oh yeah, you know we we are down like first half of the year, but we'll we'll pick back up again in in the second half. I was like, that's a really quick cycle, right? It's like six months. Yeah. So that's my down cycle, and then I, I boom go go back up to, to the up cycle again. <laughs> and I I don't know. I mean, I definitely hope it yeah. it happens. But if there's really going to be a recession, nobody's going to buy iPhones anymore, and all that mm. is that maybe too optimistic. Mm. I don't know, right? I think that that's the concern. Yeah. Um, management or that, you know, Maurice Chang is obviously, you know, great. Um, he has kind of built up this whole, you know, Taiwanese semiconductor supply chain from scratch. Um, I was reading that Chip Wars over the, the holidays, fantastic book. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think, you know, there's, there's, well, it's a good company in, in a sense. Is it a good company at, at a great price? I think, you know, the, the only reason why it's fallen but forty percent instead of eighty or ninety is because it's a good company, right? So mm. you know, unlike some other companies that have no profits or no free cash flow. So, so yeah, I think that that's pretty much about it. Um, is it a screaming by now? Probably not. I mean, the you know, market's quite rational about that, and and there's always yeah. that you know geopolitical overhang of oh yeah, you know China will invade, will invade Taiwan, and then all of this will die. So hmm. absolutely, you could go to zero. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's not hope for any of those wars. But yeah, I mean, there is a possibility that that could happen. 
Um, but yeah, okay, cool. I think that's that's a good insight there. I am a little skeptical about the six months. The only way that I could see that is that they maybe have some contracts coming up or something that they have they have to develop for twenty twenty four, which obviously yep. would start six months before. The only thing yeah. popping up there would be what not not Samsung phones, but iPhones and maybe new chips coming up from AMD and, and Qualcomm. I mean, so, I, I think that there's probably a lot of them, right? And and it's not, and it might not even be just you know. AMD or, or NVIDIA, it could be Amazon, you know, or, or Google coming out with their own custom chips and putting that in their data centers, right? And and I think a big part of why they see that the second half coming up is because they, their three of them nodes are ramping up in production. So I think they have started producing it on a commercial scale, but, you know, it, it should really kick off in like April or May. And th- these are like leading, leading, leading age chips, right? Um, which everybody wants and they, they'll pay the, the highest prices for. So, you know, I think that that is maybe why they say that their, their revenue is, is going to boost, be boosted in the second half. It's, it's not so much second a half. general cycle thing. It's more, you know, they, they have a new product coming that, and that is going to take time to ramp. Yeah. Let's have a look. Uh, it's always good to good to have uh, good to play this out. Um, yeah, keep an eye on these ones, guys. I think it's a it's a good it's a good angle here. It's their lowest ever price to sales, or or they they're close to their lowest ever like price to earnings, like ever. Mm. Was okay, it 15, like, was ever it? is uh, not that far back, but still. Oh, but there is like four hundred PE, so. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> eh, what, what's their price to sales? How can this be? You know, I, I think Tiger is lying to me. 230 price to sales. This cannot be right. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, price okay, okay. This, this, this is this is Tiger anyhow. Oh, it should be 6. Oh, it's 6.5. Oh, okay. This is the Tiger app being, being screwy when, when you scroll into their numbers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 6.5. It's, it's uh, quite reasonable. It's quite low. Yeah. <laughs> PE cool. is 16. Keep an eye on it. Yes. Yeah, I'm, that's that's why I ask those questions, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, if, if it's going to bottom out, do we want to wait till, you know, mid-Q1, Feb, uh, Feb, March? Well, just DCA, you know, we buy, buy like five stocks every fortnight. <laughs> then after, wait, that's 400 bucks a month. Right? So, yeah, so uh, buy, buy, buy like, yeah, yeah, five yeah, stocks yeah. every fortnight. After a while, after 10 months, one year, just nice when your See cycle ya. comes, you have a lot, quite, quite a nice pile already, right? Yeah, exactly. No, uh, no need to watch awesome fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our next story. And- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anthony. All right. I know you were trying to not talk about China, but let's get to it. <laughs> no, everybody talks about US now. It's a bit boring. Um, yeah, so, well, the, the headline, at, yeah. at least from the Financial Times, mm. was, you know, China takes golden shares in Alibaba and Tencent. I was like, wow, oh, this, this is very cool, right? What's golden shares? <laughs> like, mm. like yeah. literally, right, is it golden? Or is it like, you know, <laughs> um, a golden egg? Nothing to do with Chinese New Year, right? 
Oh no 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 no! <laughs> yeah, oh Chinese New Year is oh yeah. This year Chinese New Year very expensive. I need. I, hey hey, you can't visit. You give my kids angpao ah. You are married. <laughs> <laughs> Reg, Reggie cannot come. He's going to go home. I, I need to give him an angpao. Oh. You you can come. Yeah. <laughs> got you got you. Yeah, but okay, um, okay, okay. yeah, China. Um, so so I think what what it is is literally um. The Chinese government, or rather, like they they are sending their SOEs out, and then they are taking like one percent stakes in, you know, subsidiaries or or like key key entities within like the Alibaba and Ten and Tencent, right? So so it's mm-hmm. not so much the Lisco or the Cayman Company with the VIE structure. It, it's the actual operating entity in China itself, and you know they, this is kind. I mean, they they've kind of been doing this since twenty fifteen with like their news outlets and all that. And they did this, I think, last year with with ByteDance, you know. But obviously, not as big news because ByteDance is private. And okay, big news in the US because it, then people say, "Oh yeah, you know, Chinese government spying, you know, over TikTok." So uh, you never know. Then then they did it with like Bilibili. So so now the latest one they have extended to Alibaba and Tencent. But yeah, essentially, it's a one percent you know shareholding in, in certain subsidiaries. They get a board seat. They get certain rights. Um, as a shareholder, uh, like veto rights, that kind of stuff, um, all, all relatively typical. I mean, you go to any like PE, VC, you know, like, like Tiger famously asked for bot seats, you know, all the time, right? They they never actually exercise it, but they in their shareholders agreement they have bot seats, you know. So it, I mean, right. it, it's not super unusual because you want control, you want oversight. Um, you know, I think where maybe a lot of the fear, a lot of the concern, a lot of the rhetoric is. Well, you you don't know what the Chinese government wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like like yeah. you you don't know exactly what their veto rights are over and all that. Which again, you know, it's not atypical for private companies. Um, it's just that yeah, you don't. You know, this is the Chinese mm. government, and therefore people are just more worried than normal. Yeah, I mean, mainly I think uh, for me as well, right? Hearing this. Coming at what they have done to industries, right? About yeah. you know the real estate, and then with with the gaming, and then with uh, education, right? It, it sounds as though like if they want to do something, they can do it really, really quickly, and this gives them a little bit of authority and, and power to do that. No, but, uh, but do you that, think we should be as worried for that one or not? Really? No, see, I, I think that that's completely different, right? So you know, for gaming, for um, real estate, for um. Uh, so that's why education, right? It, education. it was it was very very clear external, right? So it was the government setting regulations, saying no, don't do this, don't be stupid, right? Mm. And and that is something that they have done for these big tech companies. So famously, like they put the the end financial IPO, you know, yes. um, they they have imposed like fines upon fines upon the, the, all these tech companies, and so so the, like the last two three years, the, the tech crackdown is really. External, right? It's regulation, it's law, it's, it's pushing down. This is, mm. well, I don't know if it's insidious, but this is a bit more subtle because it's not it's not public anymore. Law, laws are public, right? Reg- mm. the, these regulatory laws are public. This is private in the sense that you don't know what these people who are nominated in will, will say or will decide, right? And and yeah. they might not even have as much power, right? I mean, the, the newspapers and all that still operate. Um, we we all assume that they operate in under a censored manner, right? But they still operate. They are still you know, profitable businesses and all of that. So so is it necessarily a bad thing as a business? Uh, I think you know, it, you, I don't think you can say that just because the Chinese government has has a stake in it, 
you know, then then it's definitely now has become a bad business. Mm. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's going to be a bad business, but I think that even though they have a one percent share, mm. right? Um, that's if they would choose to exercise it and say something during a board meeting, um, there will be influence, right? Yeah. Re- regardless of them being being a one percent share, so they could be uh, influential in that board, and obviously, no, no, won't hear about I mean, it de- definitely. They, okay, so I think that there's two things, right? One is. You know, it, it's not the Chinese government actually taking the shares, right? They they kind of nominate mm. an SOE somewhere, which which is maybe tangentially related to take a, to take the share. So you know, interestingly, Tencent has been going around lobbying, saying, "I I don't want your Beijing people to come and take my share, right? I have a regulator in Hangzhou. I will give them the share. It's okay." You know, so so that that there's been there's also a bit of a battle in them choosing the arm of the Chinese government to to be the shareholder. Right and and what they're hoping for is obviously you know they, these are these are my local regulators I'm more familiar with them I don't want some you know guy from Beijing coming in very big and and not listening to me at all so so there there is that battle for influence um you know that that's one and, and two I think at the end of the day we have to be very careful right because you know all like in in every company right different people have, have influences I mean you you look at we talked about this before, like like your US activist investors, you know, they, they also go and demand a board seat, right? I mean, last week, what, Nelson Peltz went to the Disney board and said, I want a seat. I have what, 1% or 5% of company and then they, they said no, right? And then, and then he kicked out a whole big fuss about <laughs> it. So, you know, I mean, the, these are things that kind of happen everywhere, right? Um, There is nothing, at least at this stage, super, insid- well, super insidious about this just because it's the Chinese government, right? And, and I mean, if you look at it from, from a different perspective, what, what's the government's con- historic concerns been historically, right? It, it's always about censorship, about you know, controlling news flow, about all of that. It, it's, I mean, until common prosperity, it's never been really about not letting you make a profit, right? So, so, so it's not impossible. It, it could be that they'll go into Tencent and say, hey, Tencent, you're making too much money. You have to stop making so much money and, and wield their influence as, as a director and as a shareholder in, in that manner. But I mean, it, it's hard to say that, you know, they, they will definitely do that at this stage. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, let's see. Let's see how let's this pans out. I'm, I'm cautious on this. Um, but yeah. you're right. I mean, they could just be very well. Look, I want to say I'm not going to exercise it. Um, but if should anything go wrong and I need to intervene, at least yeah. they have a legal way in to, to intervene. Or, or they could say, I just want content moderation, right? You know, um, I want like Tencent has Tencent video and Tencent music. I want to be in charge of content moderation. You know, um, like like they have done with Billy Billy and ByteDance. Um, it could be yeah. you know that there's there's a lot of different ways to to play it. I think where it gets really worrying for me um, is mm. maybe two, two or three things. One is that, you know, it, it comes out somehow that what, whatever rights their nominee director has a veto over are, are financial matters. So if that person can veto, you know, any MA or any investment or if that person suggests an investment, you have to do it. I think that's a bit too far because then, then it kind of takes... The, the control away from, from the other managers or the other directors, right? I mean, if the other directors can outvote him, it's, it's not a reserve matter, that, that's fine. But mm. if, if, it, if he has like the final say, then I think that's a bit worrying. And, and two is maybe a bit, you know, higher 
yeah, a bit more zoomed out is if the company starts doing weird things, right? Like, you know, they, they suddenly start, well, not, not donating more, but they, they suddenly start like closing down business units and all that. They are super profitable. Um, and, and you can't see any reason for that except that, you know, it suits Chinese society, right? Then, then you can say, okay, fine. You know, the, the, the Chinese government is maybe being a bit too activist internally. I, I'm worried as a shareholder about Right, so so I think you know there 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 are definitely steps to to say that okay yeah you know this is getting out of control. Um, the Ch- they are no longer a profit making enterprise. I don't want to be a shareholder yeah. of that. Therefore, I sell my shares. But I think at this stage, it's it's hard to say, right? It's all conjecture. Mm, yes. Yeah, and, and I True. think you know I mean, the, we've just heard about this. Yeah, and I think that the last point is probably that when you then this also means that when you look at a Chinese company, you know, you, you, you cannot really be seduced by like, oh, Jack Ma is visionary or Pony Ma is visionary, that, that kind mm. of stuff, right? Unlike, well, the, like how you think about a US company where like there's a you know, super great CEO and everybody just follows. I, I think your, your mm. analysis and all that has to kind of switch and, and focus really more on products or more on the, or the, the economics of the business and all that because your, your management might not have as much power as let's say, a, a US listed company has, right? So yep. so your, your lens has to kind of shift that way as well. Got it. Cool. Interesting. Um, yeah. how, how we could actually perceive this. Yeah. And uh, let's see how this holds again, right? I mean, I think everything that we're bringing up today is always, yeah, let's see how we go with this because it's new. It's I, I mean, it, really... th- this is a problem of news, right? <laughs> like, like it's yeah. developing. I mean, I, I wish I knew the conclusion now, just know what to do you know but but i, I think it, it's all there you know all, you, you kind of have a picture in your head and all these pieces of incremental news just you know adds on to that picture which is why you should listen mm. to us every week because we help you add to the picture every week yeah absolutely <laughs> wow nice plug bro i'm trying trying <laughs> people did not vote for our show in the telegram chat i'm so, I'm so upset <laughs> easy easy <laughs> All right, all right. Let's move on to our last. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Last topic for today. All right. China, macro. Macro. I know. Exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, well, not, not super exciting. It's just because that there were quite a few related pieces of economic news that came out over the past week. So I was like, mm. okay, yeah, let, let's just kind of jumble them all together and, and we can talk about it. Um, so I think three, three main pieces of China macro news. First is... You know exports, right? So they they released export figures last week, sometime late last week. Um, declined nearly ten percent year on year. Um, but they still have a huge trade surplus, right? What does that mean? Nobody. Well, maybe we can talk about it later. Um, then the, the next one was oh yeah, China GDP grows three percent in twenty twenty two, so lower than their five point five percent target. You know, not great, right? This is pretty much their lowest GDP ever since the 70s except for 2020 which was like covid year right so so that's two and then the third is well china the chinese yeah, china's population 
fell in 2022 by 850k to, to 1.4 billion and, and this is like their first decline in, in 60 years so you know that lots mm-hmm. of people also coming out and going oh yeah you know this is the, the demographic bomb is changing you know china will never be as rich again whatever right um lots of news about that as well so so yeah i think that that's the the three big pieces of chinese macro news i mean i, I don't know right what, what do you yeah. think about them so far like just just first impressions um i think they are, they are yeah obviously like we spoke about this no covid policy really really played into the gdp right um hmm. i think that's the big one that i'm looking at because as a as a virgin china investor i am looking to go into china now because when they say they were opening up they were looking at different things um is that a good angle to go to to say okay you know what what else what else can be done will there be more gdp and economic growth throughout 2023 um so that was really really the one that i've been looking at uh, the other one, exactly like what you brought up, I heard today. Late, in, in I think it's, it's gone up like, I, I don't even know how much it's gone up over the past month. <laughs> Wait, yeah, let me exactly. check for you. Uh, bah, 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 where, where's my list? Lion OCBC Hang Seng Tech Index. I think it's gone up 40% in the past mm. two months. Mm. That's why DCA, you know, time in the market. Mm. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's definitely the, the way, right? And yep. then the other one that I was reading today, actually, or not reading, but listening, was on CNA. You know, in my office, the, the lift that goes up and down is this <laughs> CNA. And I legitly just stayed there to watch this China thing on population, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> and that's actually, when they, when they plotted out the graph based on, you know, the people um, getting married and the forecast mm. that they have and the number of people moving into the working world, it's a little scary that the drop that's going to happen over the next 30 years, 40 years. Um, so I think that is, that again is, is something that we are seeing because of the, yep. I think what they call it, the one, one child policy that they, that they started yeah. a while back. Right. Like, I think it was sixties or seventies. Right. So mm. uh, that, that's yeah. demographics, right. It takes 20 years before you even see some sort of slight change. Exactly. And at the same time, apparently uh, even in China, people are themselves now, now that they don't have this one child, they, actually deciding not to have kids or deciding only to really only have one kid. Yeah. So how is that going to play out over the next, you know, 40, 50, 60 years? Um, and I think that's something that is, um, you know, how, how will that affect the market? How will that do all of this? That's something that I'm thinking mm. about now. Um, since you brought it up, I, I wanted to ask you, what do you think on this, right? Given that what, what the forecast has been over, I think, I think until 20, 2100. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> um, well, one is it, it's demographics, right? So, so it will take what 10, 20, 30 years to to have any effect, and mm. I mean, well, I think I think that's probably three, yeah, three maybe reasons why I don't think it's a super big deal yet. Um, the the first is I'm not that long term an investor, right? Or or mm. rather, I will change my position within thirty years, right? Let Let's put it that way. I flip flop very quickly. <laughs> So no, no conviction, right? Just just flip flop. So you know it's okay. Uh, yes, it just happened thirty years later. It's not happening now. Uh, maybe I'll think about it in twenty years time when, when you know it's ten years away, right? So so thirty years yeah. is a bit too far to worry about for me. I, I can still buy Alibaba. I can still buy Tencent. You know, just because mm-hmm. that's going to be an an aging population doesn't mean anything to me now, right? And if your DCF is twenty years yeah. long, I think you should you know 
um, reflect on yourself why why you need that to be the case. Um, the the second is, <laughs> I think you know this isn't anything new, right? Um, I mean, East Asia is full of countries with low birth rates. You know, Japan, um, very famously has had one for decades. You know, Korea, Taiwan, these are the classic examples. Um, Singapore also ha- has this problem, Declining. you know, and yeah. and the way that Singapore has dealt with it is, well, I don't have enough people, I let people in, right? And, and that's kind of the way the US has dealt with it as well, right? Um, you allow net inflow of population. So, you know, that maybe isn't as workable for China because, well, it's China, it's, it's a completely different language, they don't really have... That, that much cultural sway at this stage. Maybe in 30 years they'll have, but at this stage they don't. So, you know, they, mm. <clears throat> maybe they, they can't really rely on that inflows of people as a whole to the country, right? But if you think about it, yeah. you know, China is so big they, and not every part of China is the same, right? There's the super developed parts which, you know, have a lot of, uh, which have a lot of services contribution to GDP, there's the the very highly advanced you know manufacturing centers which also have you know mm. high contribution to GDP and then uh, lagging far far behind you have like your agricultural areas or the other kind of stuff, right? So I, I think what what will happen is you know within China there'll be a lot of migration, right? People will leave the rural areas they'll try to go to and and you've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. And, and then every everybody will try to get you know, jobs in the big cities and all that. So, you know, will your services sector, will, will all these things you know, naturally suffer? Well, no, right? They, they still have the net inflows of people coming yeah. in to, that can help support it. You know, it's it's all your laggards and all that um, that, that will suffer. And, you know, again, you kind of see this in Japan where people want to sell you a house for $2 because nobody wants to stay there. You know, uh, <laughs> nobody stays in that town, right? Not even nobody stays in that town. Nobody stays in that town. Yeah. You can go to Spain and buy like rural villages. Or people give you rural villages provided you build out the infrastructure, right? So, yes. you know, I, I think this... Like we have seen these problems before. Again, these are not problems unique to China. You know, it, it will happen, and people will find come up with a way to to fix it or to address it or to adjust it. So, uh, uh, not not super worried. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, nice headline, lah. You know, true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and hey, you know, maybe they just opened up so that all the old people who are not vaccinated kind of get COVID and then yeah, things happen. So well, my aging population is no more. La. <laughs> then you want to have a 90% driving, driving GDP la, of your entire country. That's one way to balance out your demographics, right? You know, like, like wars balance out demographics. <laughs> Pandemics do the same. <laughs> Morbid, 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 morbid. year coming. Let, let, let's end on a happier note. Sure, sure. What? Uh, hey, we did the lohe today at the office. It was oh. nice. Oh, that was early. I, you know, it's not. Yeah, early yeah. yeah it's, oh. No like, Next, it's, it's Sunday, right? The Chinese year. So, yes, um, first day is Sunday. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to to all the coconuts out there, right? Uh, happy New Year. Ting Yan Kuai La. Did I say that right, Anthony? All right. Yes. 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 What's the, what's the <laughs> uh, I, okay, I'm done. I don't know the next Go sentence. Go see. What are? What are? What oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome, folks. You have a good week. Have a good weekend. Have a good public holiday. Have a good Chinese New Year. And we will catch you, if not next week, the week after. All right. Thanks so much. See you guys. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.